I first started running about 15 years ago as a way to quit smoking. Back then, my running clothes were very Rocky Balboa, so sweatpants, sweatshirt. Anyone who goes hiking or trail running knows that it's a lot easier and a lot more fun when you're wearing the right gear. Jonji makes performance apparel that'll take you farther on your runs and hikes. They have this merino wool hoodie that I wore on multiple trail runs this weekend. It's soft, it's warm, and most importantly, it does not get stinky when you get stinky. Another reason to love Jonji is that they donate 2% of all sales towards clean water projects, raising nearly $1 million so far. Head to Jonji.com to find your new favorite trail wear, outdoors accessories, and essentials. And use the code OUTSIDE for 10% off at Jonji.com. That's J-A-N-J-I.com with the code OUTSIDE for 10% off. When I was a little kid, my whole family, grandparents included, packed into a Dodge Caravan and went on a two-week road trip to Wyoming. We saw the rodeo in Cody, a grizzly bear in Yellowstone National Park, and an epic thunderstorm near Devil's Tower. On that trip, I fell in love with the West and the natural world. This might sound cheesy, but it kind of made me who I am today. Wyoming has it all. Breathtaking hikes, kid-friendly museums, two of the coolest national parks in the country. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Hey, I wanted to tell you about another show you might like. Unpacked by Afar is the acclaimed weekly podcast that discusses the most captivating and challenging topics in the travel industry. It's a show that'll help you plan your next adventure outdoors or across the globe. This season, Unpacked host and experienced travel writer Aislinn Green is traveling across North America to give you the best tips for your next trip. You'll also hear from seasoned travelers and industry professionals on how to hack travel rewards programs and what experiences should be on your must-do list. Don't miss out. Follow Unpacked by Afar wherever you get your podcasts. You feel apprehensive about this? I honestly don't have the first idea of what to expect. (laughs) (laughs) What if you're walking through the cemetery and a hand burst out from below and grabs your ankle. That, I, I would be surprised. That, that would be, be unexpected. Yeah. Any person caught in cemetery between dusk and 7 a.m. will be arrested. Just like Sam. What about ghosts? Lock the doors, pull up the covers, grab a friend, but whatever you do, don't go in the basement because things are going to get pretty scary. I'm Sam Evans-Brown, and this is Outside In, a show about the natural world and how we use it. Today, the shadowy side of the outdoors. Okay, so if you're new to the show, welcome. And before we get into this episode, a little bit of a backstory. A few weeks ago, I went on vacation in Alberta, Canada, And it was beautiful, and while I was out there, unplugged, hiking in the Canadian Rockies. Uh, Well, okay, so executive producer Maureen McMurray, why don't you just explain? Um, Without telling you, I just uh, hosted an episode. (laughs) I hope that's okay, Sam. Which I got in my podcast feed while I was in Canada. And you're like, I didn't know they were putting out an episode. Uh, Yeah, so I um, decided that I was going to play host that week. I brought in producers Logan Shannon and Molly Donahue into the studio. And yeah, we kind of just hijacked the show. And and why exactly? 
so here was the thing is we had been talking um, for months before you even went on vacation, um, dropping not so subtle hints that we wanted to do a Halloween episode of Outside In. And is it fair to say you thought that was cheesy? Yeah, I just I was it was really hard to get excited about it. I was just like, Ugh. and is it also fair to assume that you are not a believer in ghosts? Uh, I someone's got to show me show me some evidence that's actually convincing. But yes, I, I don't really know. But we were just talking about the fact that we thought that there were a lot of things to explore about the intersection between nature and fear. And like, why are we scared of the woods? Why do all of these spooky stories tend to happen in forested areas? And, you know, I kept raising these questions to you and you were like, "Uh uh-huh. And, you know, nodding and humoring me. So when you left, I took the opportunity to just put it out to the people and promise them a Halloween episode in your absence. And you and you were right. People loved it. They loved it. And also part of the hijacking involved us promising that we would send you out into the woods with paranormal experts. So you set me up with a bunch of local ghost hunters. I did. So uh, that is how I found myself on my way to a creepy old cemetery to meet these paranormal experts. <laughs> I got, we got, you know, whispers. We got things that come out of nowhere. And somebody pulled my hair. Yeah. And you can actually feel it. I thought, I thought he was a lot closer than he was. Somebody, I mean, blew on my neck. Ghost hunter number one is nature photographer, screen printer, and ex-motocross racer Rich Damboys. I always like adventure. I always like the action sports. And I also like hiking and mountain biking. And, um, and then it all changed. Somehow we got dragged into the paranormal thing. Alongside Rich stands a tall, broad-shouldered gentleman with straight, shoulder-length brown hair, blue eyes, and some of the whitest teeth I've ever seen. Former pro wrestler known as the Candyman, Jerry Seavey. Scooter up to the floor! Oh no, the Candyman is down and out! I did it for 25 years, and uh, I don't. I haven't done it in three years now because my back screwed up. I broke my nose, broke my sternum. My body screwed up, put it that way. Rich and Candyman, along with a few other buddies, host a YouTube series called Adventure Cam Paranormal, where they investigate haunted places. What, did you, what kind of sensations did you feel? You could almost feel something lurking in a corner. Typically, their investigations take place in Victorian mansions and grand hotels, but seeing as we're trying to find out why the woods are scary, we wanted to be outside. So we met them in a cemetery off a forested country road with graves dating back to the 18th century. So why are we here? Why did we pick here as a spot to see? Now, have you heard some of the stories about this cemetery? No, go ahead. Um, the blue lady, supposedly, it was a couple of stories of how she might have died. Um, she uh, was either killed by her husband after an argument or a cult killed her, born in the 1700s. Um, she's around here somewhere, but people see a blue light, a column of light. And the other story that I've heard is about a man that had his daughter buried here, and they moved her, and his spirit is walking around looking for her. If you're picturing one of those kind of weird, super serious, paranormal experts on TV type deals, Rich and Candyman Jerry Seavey are not like that. They're funny and self-aware. 
Rich says he was a full-blown non-believer until just a few years ago, and he still considers himself to be somewhat skeptical, at least by paranormal standards. When he's out hunting spirits, he wants proof, and his camera is one of his most trusted tools. I'm actually, I'm going to get my laptop. I want to show you some pictures I took here a few years ago and then one about a year ago. It's just a little strange. You can see it, and this, you know, it's hard to tell. But if you look, like right there. Yeah, it is hard to see. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. Besides, well, I just started showing the, the, the devil face yeah, that we yeah. got. That was, uh, I think, last year or the year before. That's creepy. And that face was just all in the leaves. No editing whatsoever. It was just that perfect face of a devil. Coincidence? Could be. Probably. But you never know. I couldn't make out the devil face. It just looked like a bunch of leaves. Rich also showed me some other photos that he took in the cemetery. I'm seeing some 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 orbs here that I cannot explain. Now I'm getting them everywhere. And okay. And so you're talking about taking photos and there's and there's like orbs of light in the picture that you can't Yeah. that you don't know why they're there. Correct. To me, these orbs looked pretty much like little bits of dust in front of the lens getting lit up by a flash. But I'm not a photographer. And Rich, who is, says it wasn't dust. And he says these orbs are an unexplained phenomenon. Ugh, you're being such a buzzkill, Sam. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm like a skeptical person. I'm sorry. Uh, For me, that's the only place I've been in a cemetery and and took pictures that actually started getting a little weird. That You know, I get a feeling out of it. Should we wander around? Yeah. Candyman handed Maureen a store-bought EMF meter, which measures the electric fields created by electricity, and they're kind of a standby for ghost hunters. When it goes really high, it means you're getting close, something's getting closer to you. What's, what's like a high it, number? Well, last week we were up to what? What was it, 16, 15, 16? 60 was really high. Because it's at 0.0 right now. Sweet. Sweet. We headed down a sloping hill past old, fading gravestones to the corner of the cemetery. And it's the corner that I was told and read about that is the the hot spot where a lot of negativity is. And and there is what they call Pukwajis. It's an Indian name um, for like little troll-like... very negative spirits that uh, roam around. There's a den somewhere here. The day we went to the cemetery was bright and sunny. It was just a perfect fall day. And while Rich assured us that hauntings do happen in the day, it was not feeling scary at all. It's, for some reason, to me, nighttime spooky. I don't know what it is. Like if you to come back late tonight, you'd be wondering what's going on here. I know, like you said, some things come out during the day, but nighttime, for some reason, it's scary. Just like Halloween, you, people love to be scared. Why is that? I don't know. But the thing is, we just, we, it's, it's, we love it. I think both of us, you know, him from wrestling, me from motocross, we miss that adrenaline rush that we used to get in, uh, in, in competition. And, and uh, we, when we're on our way home, it's just like coming back from a race, like, wow, oh, that was awesome. I'd do it again tomorrow if I could. Wrestling or or ghost hunting? Both, actually. (laughs) Ghost wrestling. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I would actually. I mean, it's much as my boy. I, I live on ibuprofen, so I'd be popping all these jumping the ring, and because just hearing the voices of the people screaming, it's 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 awesome. It's a great feeling. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Each story from our guests and listeners is totally unique and utterly personal. We love hearing about your first impressions when visiting someplace new. My first trip to the Patagonia region was on the Argentine side. I couldn't believe the expansive territory. It's like being in Tibet. The emptiness and the harshness really, I found transformative. Or a story told when safely back on dry land. You know, things happened every single day. I ran out of gas on a jet ski in the middle of the ocean. And I was like, what if a sea creature comes to eat me? But then I'm delusional. I was like, I'll make friends with it and it won't eat me. And maybe I'll ride that back to shore. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Join me, Lale Arakoglu, every week for more adventures on women who travel, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's kind of a leap but replacing the adrenaline of extreme sports with the fear of ghosts makes sense to me. But the other part, what's causing the fear, that's a bigger question. Why are people scared of the dark? Why are the woods sometimes terrifying? To get those answers, I called someone who's steeped in the stuff. Hello, this is Aaron. Aaron Mankey is the host of the podcast Lore. It's all about real history behind creepy stories. He's done episodes on cemeteries, witch trials, abandoned insane asylums, lighthouses, werewolves. So yeah, he knows a few things about spooky stuff. So why don't we just start there? I mean, why why do you think we're freaked out by the woods? You know, um, I think for a very long time, the the wilderness represented the unknown to us, right? So for so much of human history, we've been exploring the world and and discovering what's in its unknown parts. And uh, I know we like to feel like we have a full understanding of what's out there now. You know, we're, we're modern humans after all. And I think we'd be lying to ourselves though if we said that there was nothing left to learn or explore. So, you know, sometimes I tell people, go find a photo of the New Jersey Pine Barrens or forests of the Northwest. I mean, there are places in this world that are so huge that we simply can't say with confidence that we've mastered them completely. And I think that's where the fear comes from, right? Because... We fear the things that we can't control. The great outdoors are a beautiful place, but they also hide a lot from us. And I think that's how the wilderness casts that spell of fear over us. Okay, so let me let me tell you a quick story of, of sort of the scariest things that ever happened to me out, outdoors. Okay. Um, I was in high school. I had just come home. I used to work at a movie theater, and so I, you'd, you'd close the movie theater down and get home at like 2 in the morning or something. And I remember walking in from the car... And I just hear from the woods behind our house, and there's nothing back there for, for a couple acres. It sounded to, <laughs> to me like someone hitting a drum. <laughs> and just three beats, one, two, three, and then nothing after that. I remember for weeks after that happened, just walking in from the car being terrifying. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people who feel like they're going home when they go into nature, right? My father-in-law hikes all over the country and just loves it, you know, being in that that natural setting. 
but for some people, stepping into the trees can be, uh, I don't know, a claustrophobic or fear-inducing experience. Yeah. I've got one, okay, I've got one more uh, scary story. So the time I've been scared out in the wilderness. Sure. Uh, well, it's not really, it's not even really wilderness. It's another backyard story. <laughs> it's like behind a McDonald's, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so camping out at a friend's house, we were in like middle school, I think. And it was like 12 kids crammed into one tent. And of course, no one's, no one's sleeping at all. And at one point, a f- my friend and I stepped out of the tent. And we were just standing out there just trying to get away from the other people. And we heard a fox scream. Um, of course, we, did, we were 12-year-olds and did not know it was a fox screaming. And it sounds sort of horrifyingly human if you yeah. don't know what it is. And sort of running back into the tent and telling everyone what we had heard. And the whole rest of the night, like, no one's sleeping at all and trying to get as far away from the walls of the tent as possible. So just like a pile of people in the center of the tent. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's, it, you know, the, the phenomenon where you hear these weird noises in the dark, even if you're not surrounded by trees, you know, you're just outside and you hear these weird noises in the dark. You know, you have the darkness obscuring your vision. You don't really know which direction it's coming from. There's so many things that come into play really make it freaky and i think i i think i do think it is just hearing things you know what i mean like i've told you two stories right now and both of them were me hearing something scary in the woods that i was not able to see the source of yeah but at the root of both of those stories and the hearing is the idea of expectation right when you understand a setting you you give yourself expectations this is what i expect to experience in this setting and when you experience something that you weren't expecting that's when it gets really frightening this is also why I'm skeptical of ghost stories, because I think people just heard something they couldn't explain and their mind did something with that. It's one of those really personal experiences that are equally difficult to debunk because the person adamantly claims that they saw something and, and frustrating to listen to because to a lot of people, you just say, how, how can that have happened, right? So why do you think people are drawn to stories like that? Why do you, I mean, these stories that can't be proved or disproven. I think there's a couple factors. I, th- I, I, think, I think we really want to believe that we're not alone because, yeah, there are six, six and a half billion of us on the planet, which shouldn't make us feel alone. But we do live pretty solitary lives and we go through things in our life like loss and separation. And I think to some degree, people believe in stories of ghosts because it gives them hope that there might be something more, that there might be a way to still stay connected to the people that they've lost. But I also think it's just, there's an entertainment value to it, you know? The, the things that ghosts might do, the noises that they might make in the house, that's, it makes a good story. This is really graveyardy, though. Yeah, they're old, aren't they? Oh, and this one just says, uh, this one doesn't even have a name. This just says infant of, and then you can't, maybe Anne. He's making me so sad. An infant. Oh, yeah. So sad. Erected in memory of Reverend Abel Fisk, second pastor of the church in Wilton, who died April 21st, 1802, in the 50th year of his age and 24th of his ministry. A good minister of Christ, a kind husband, and a tender parent. An agreeable companion. 
Oh. Abel. As we walked along the sun-speckled gravestones, our paranormal experts, Rich and Candyman Jerry Seavey, were coming up empty-handed. No orbs of light, no unexplained whispers, no unusually high EMF readings. Despite the inactivity, Candyman was undeterred. He knows there are other haunted places in the sea. Like a couple of places, I get this huge chill up my spine. I don't know what it was. It was like... I just seemed like I had to get out of there because it was a weird feeling. But as much as I get these feelings, I still go back for more because I love it. It's like, I don't know. And, you're, and you're, you want that, like, that yes. totally off-the-wall experience. Yes, I do. I, plus, I want to get it on video because so, a lot of people, Rich and I would tell, they think we're full of it. I've experienced The reason why I say I know because I've experienced since I was a kid. My mother first passed away when I was, I think, 14. And she came to see me, so I told people that, and they're like, ah, oh, you're just, maybe you're a dream or something like that. No, I know what I see and what I feel. And my grandfather passed away. Then my brother passed away, like, uh, two years ago. And he came to me, and I actually have it on my camera because I was in my living room looking at my old wrestling pitch because he was a wrestling fanatic. He used to go with me all the time because he worked taking the, um, the wrestling gear, gear back to the dressing room. So I went to look at him, and there was his face sitting right there. So I'm like... So I started talking to him. Donnie, are you here? But he wouldn't answer me. So uh, I'm getting emotional. Sorry. It's okay. Whenever I talk about it, I get emotional. Yeah. But people say you shouldn't be afraid of the dead. You should be afraid of the living, not the dead. But you don't know if they're going to hurt you. or They're just like my brother. He, when he came to me, I know he's not going to hurt me, but it's like at nighttime when I'm sleeping. You know, the funny thing is I woke up one time and I, I knew I was awake. And I was trying to trying to call my wife and I couldn't it wouldn't come out and I don't know you might think I'm full of it no I don't think so here's here's what I think here and here's what I want to ask is like do you ever think that it's just the fear and your mind playing tricks on you I do I always think like um like my hair pulled I don't know it could have been my imagination my like your mind plays tricks on people to to prove it to everybody it's it's hard but i believe it hey hunting's a good hobby though i love it it compared to wrestling being my ass slammed around the ring for 25 years this as long as the ghost don't slam my ass So, Sam, I mean, what do you think after spending some time with the paranormal experts, you know, talking to Aaron? Do you have a better understanding of, you know, why people may be fearful of the outdoors? Yeah. Well, I th- I do think people, like, experience unexplained things. And they don't know, and we don't have an explanation for them in the moment. It's really hard to find an explanation. But I don't believe. Not yet. You still don't believe? No. You no. know that they invited us out to go on, like, because we went during the day and it was lame and nothing happened. But they did follow up with an email and they said that they really want to take us out to, like, a real haunted place. Yeah, no, and I totally, I'm totally game for that, especially if I'm not alone, because despite the fact that I don't believe, I'm still terrified of ghosts. Wait, does that make any sense? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> No sense. I don't want to see one by myself. If I if I experience if I have this experience, I want to be with somebody else. I want moral support. So there's a little part of you that believes. Yeah, yeah, but I but not yet. So are we doing an episode three of Spooky Outside In? <laughs> we might have to. Yeah. No. Oh God. <laughs> so-
stay tuned. <laughs> Happy Halloween! Outside In was produced this week by Maureen McMurray with help from me, Sam Evans-Brown, Molly Donahue, Logan Shannon, Taylor Quimby, and Jimmy Gutierrez. A big thanks to Aaron Mankey at Lore and to Rich Damboys and Jerry, the Candyman CV of Adventure Cam Paranormal, for spending so much time with us. You can check out more of their investigations on our website, outsideinradio.org. We also posted a video of Candyman in the ring there. Did you see the thing on the website? There's an action figure of him. Oh, I didn't see that. It's really cool. You should go check it out. Awesome vintage 80s wrestling. And before we go, an update on iTunes reviews. So, Sam, can you just, uh, you know, read a few of these to prime the pump a little bit? Okay, yeah. Uh, Phoebe's email. Phoebe's email. Phoebe's mail. (laughs) Wrote, (laughs) so hot right now. Five stars. Nice. Spoopy scary. Nature. So much nature. So hot right now. Moobob, so awesome right now. Um, yeah. Do you see what ha- is happening here, Sam? Yeah, it's really, it's taken off. It's taking off. So for those who are new to this, the first review we ever got, five stars, SEB wrote, so hot right now. Outside In is a production of New Hampshire Public Radio. Wait, wait who's SEB? <laughs> I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs>